You're listening to the Rut Ambush Podcast. And here are your hosts, Chad Cottle and Tommy Engram. Welcome back to the Rut Ambush Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Cottle. Tommy Engram. Well, buddy, 2020 continues, man. God. What do you think? It, it is not what we expected. Um, so this is this is a perfect example of why um, you got to plan for every single situation. Um, Contingencies got to have them. Yeah, you got to have the contingency plan. And you know, <clears throat> I honestly thought I had every contingency plan covered. And um, but we'll start off by saying today today's what the nineteenth. Yep, 19. Yeah. So um, we went into our key days with a high degree of confidence. Um, yeah. We had put in all of the work. All of the preparation was done. Um, and the pressure was off. Uh, actually, the pressure was off for the most part that I thought of, that I knew of. And... Um, I'm gonna just go into my situation. Uh, this is this is gonna be kind of like a a kind of a potpourri. I'm gonna just go into what my plan was. Is that if that's all right with you? Yeah, how about it? Okay, so so my initial plan was I had the I had multiple stands that I had and hadn't uh, hunted any of them. They were all set up at run. I'd run them all to perfection, um, and the plan was that I was going to set up a camp uh, on my property far away from any of my stands um, the night before. Well, actually, two nights, two nights before my key days i actually went down and pitched a tent put put everything all my gear in the tent and had my camp actually set up i did that during the day and then i came back home and uh did some laundry and so so the night before my key day i actually went back down there with everything ready all of my gear bagged up um everything ready to go so the plan was to go in the night before my key day get into camp um and get into my tent and get a night's sleep get up early and then leave my property and then because i don't have a shower there leave my property and go to a neighboring camp seahawks just scored a touchdown um go to go to a neighboring uh um like a little uh camp site and take a shower and then come back and get dressed and go and do my first day the hunt mm-hmm. now my first my first key day was november 9th now you had told me days prior to november 9th that you had looked at the weather and that it was going to be warm warm for a couple days. 
Yep. And I didn't even think about it. it didn't even cross my mind. Um, it, it wasn't even. It, it didn't even. It, it wasn't even a concern to me. Um, however, I had never hunted uh, during the rut when it was that warm. Because um, when we say warm for the rut, we're talking sixty degrees, right? And. And, and we've told our listeners before, it doesn't really matter what the weather is because that that's the day. That's when they're going to be out running. But, I mean, you expect first, second week in November, it's going to be warm. Oh, it's going to be 60 degrees. Right. Not really hot played out. Right. Well, let me, let me back up because <laughs> I, I skipped a whole big part of this. So, I get there the night before and I park my car. I skipped a humongous part of this. I parked my car, and as soon as I parked my car and I and I closed the door, I closed the door, and everything is pitch dark and everything's quiet. And all of a sudden, I hear something that I have never heard on my property before, ever. As long as I've been going down there years and years, I heard it sounded like. It, it it's it's really hard to explain it it was the woods were absolutely on fire there were just deer running everywhere all over the farm it was um pandemonium and the the leaves were dry so there you could just tell there were just deer running everywhere to the point that i just stood there for a minute and I'm parked on a on the side of my road, and I'm just stand, I'm just standing by my car, just listening to this. And there are deer crossing in front of my car, and at some point, a a buck. I could tell it was a buck because how heavy he sounded on the oh. How how heavy he sounded on um, on the roadway on the uh, on the leaves, and when he crossed the road, he must have seen me because he panicked and literally crashed into a tree <laughs> and 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 fell into the woods and like he, and and just like crashed through the woods and. And, and it didn't stop. There was just deer running everywhere. So I'm like, I, I'm like, what do I do? I'm, I, I made a, t- and, the, and, they're, and they're running in the direction of where my camp is. So I'm like, what do I do? I, I need to go get some sleep, but I'm like walking into the area where all these deer are running. This is going against everything that we teach. I'm, <laughs> I would right. think that this is putting pressure on, I mean, hunting pressure on the woods. I'm going out into the woods where I don't want to be putting pressure, even though it's far away from my stand. The, the reason why I chose this campsite is it is right next to my aunt and uncle's backyard. I mean, literally right next to it. So anyway, I get my, get my, uh, little pack out and I walk toward my tent and I get inside and I just, 
I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try and get some sleep. I took some Benadryl. I get into my sleeping bag, and it's continuing. It literally sounds like there's a horse race going on around my tent. <laughs> there, I, I, this is so hard to tell this story because it sounds fictitious, and 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 it's so pronounced, and it's there. The it's so um, the um, the 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 hoof the hoofing around my tent is so like loud it kind of scared me it's almost like they're gonna run into my tent so i'm just like i just like close my eyes i eventually go to sleep the benadryl finally click kicks in i get to sleep about ni- somewhere before 9 30 somewhere after 11 a dose starts blowing at me and wakes me up out of a dead sleep and I wake up and she obviously smells me because she's pissed. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm putting pressure on the woods. <laughs> she's, she's smelling me. And the more I think about it, maybe I was the pressure that, maybe I'm part of the reason why this was a, wasn't the rut that I had hoped it'd be. But so anyway, she, so she, she's blowing and blowing and blowing. I'm realizing she's not going to stop. So I eventually, I say, shut up so she shuts up <laughs> and she and she goes away and, then I, and i don't hear any more deer so i get back to sleep one o'clock she blows at me wakes me out of a dead sleep and uh and i had to tell her to shut up again and and then that was it and I was able to get up around three thirty, four o'clock, go get my shower, and then get back and do my hunt. Now, uh, yeah, you actually texted me that night. Um, I think it was about eight thirty, and all you said was, "I can hear them. It's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to ask yeah. you what, what I texted you because it's, yeah, I was just looking it up. Yeah, it's it's it was unreal and 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 i i think that's the first time i've told that story to that magnitude to that depth um it was i mean that's the key days man yeah i mean that's what that's what's supposed to be yes yes and and it is it yes yes and i you know what's weird i've been there when it's been like that during the daytime right now, if you follow this story all the way to the end, you'll you'll get to hear a little bit of this. So anyway, so um, that what was the high that following day on the ninth? The high temperature. At least in my spot, it was um, on the ninth. It was mid seventies to eighty degrees. Yeah, it hit seventy eight where I was. So seventy eight mm-hmm. degrees. So I get. Um, I get up, I get into the blind clean, I run my scrapes, I get in, and um, I, everything went great. And I'm trying to remember what I saw that morning. It was... Uh, I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, you saw one fork. Okay, that's it? Um, yeah, maybe a doe. No, I didn't see any of those. I, I saw one fork, that's right. Yep. Yep. And I let and it 
I started cooking in that ground blind around noon. And I just knew at noon that was not where I wanted to be. It even, okay, this is really hard to talk about because we have been preaching these key days, but we're also talking about 78 degrees. I don't know if I made the right decision or not. I, I, I don't know if I made the right decision. All I'm telling, because I, when I talked to Jerry, Jerry told me it's still going to happen. It's still going on, but all I, I'm just going based on physiology of the deer. I know that they got their winter coats on. I know that I know that what I heard the night before they were, it they were working all night the night before, and and it, we're now approaching 80 degrees, and I know they're not going to be doing that kind of activity approaching 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's noon. And every minute I'm in that ground blind, I'm putting pressure on that ground blind. I knew that we were going to have the following day it was going to be hot, and then we were going to it was going to go back down to more normal temperatures. So I got out of there at noon. I left. I went home. And uh, that, that's a sin. Yeah, I went home and I hunted a half a day on my first key day. Yeah, which is unheard of, with at least with you and I. That was my first key day, and um, and that is something that I never thought I would be having this podcast and saying our first key day of the rut, I hunted a half a day. Never in a million years. So the next thing I'm getting ready to tell you is what, that I never thought I would tell you yep. is the next day was a high of 80. Mm-hmm. And I did not hunt at all that following day. Wasted I, a key day. I wasted, and that was November tenth. November tenth. <laughs> if any, if any of you guys know anything about, if I don't know if I've the last three bucks I've killed. Um, in no in twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, and twenty seventeen have all been on November tenth. I did not hunt on November 10th this in 2020. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just it's just unbelievable. So yeah. now two of my key days are now gone. So I I think I texted Jerry again and I told him I I can't remember what I said but the the encouragement I got from him is he said just remember you have six good days. He said, remember, you got six good days. So I took encouragement from that. And the very next day, the 11th, I got back in that blind. And um, it was an interesting day. And that was the day I saw the... um, I saw deer... I saw bucks that day. I saw, I think I saw a, um, I saw that fork again. I saw a button and I saw a a two and a half year old eight pointer that I could have shot. He, he was in front of me for maybe three or four minutes at broadside. I could have shot him and I never picked up my weapon because I knew if I picked up my weapon, I would have shot him. And he just wasn't ready. He had still, yeah. he just wasn't ready. He wasn't, he, 
And I'll tell you this, he was a nice looking deer. He was, <laughs> he was a, he was a nice looking rack. But when you looked at his face, he had a baby face. He mm-hmm. still had, still had milk dripping off his. <laughs> he he, was, he had a baby face, and 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 I, I tell you, I'm glad I I. When that deer walked away, I regretted not shooting him, and then I didn't regret shooting him. Then one minute I'd regret it, and then the next minute I didn't. Then one minute I regret it, and the next minute I didn't. And then the longer the week went, I was like, man, I should have shot that deer. And then, then I I think no, he's he was wasn't ready. You know, it was that wasn't the deer I wanted to shoot. So anyway, so then we go on. And, um, I cannot tell you. So, so after that, um, it was basically a, um, it was just all will from there because, um, I went to another stand the next day because I'd put plenty of pressure on that stand and, um, I saw some deer the next day nothing I wanted to shoot. And then I went and climbed a tree or I went to a blind the next day or on the 12th. And then I went to a tree stand on the, no, no, on the third Friday, the 13th, I was exhausted. I was totally sapped of energy. Mm -hmm. And I stayed home. I literally laid on the couch all day, Friday the 13th, and I feel terrible. I Friday the 13th, I stayed home, literally said, I'm going to make the most of the weekend. I'm just going to recover from this week, and I'm going to make the most of the weekend. So 14th gets there, and I have a tree stand. And we're still in the rut. We're still in prime time. November 14th. And I climbed this tree. And and I didn't actually didn't climb. I actually did an evening hunt. I didn't even I didn't even this this I didn't uh I I did not hunt the morning. I hunted the evening. So um and I did not see a deer until about a half hour before um, last light, and I got busted by a doe, but she was bringing a buck in with her because I heard him grunting, and so I messed that up because I, I think she caught me moving, and and I didn't have any... I ha- I, didn't have I I had that set up all jacked up and then a buck came a big buck came in after last light um he worked all my scrapes and took off he I I couldn't tell how many how big his rack was I could just tell he had a big body and he it was past legal shooting in line I couldn't shoot him so I climbed down dejected had one day left now the final day um, was Sunday the 15th. Now, mind you, I'm still exhausted. I get home 
Uh, and by the time I get home, I'm driving an hour and 40 minutes back and forth because I'm not camping. Number one, I can't charge my Ozonics batteries. I didn't, I didn't think that through that part through. Um, the electric that I have down there just wasn't close enough to my camp. And the camp was just where I had camped. It was just putting too much pressure on the woods. Um, I, c- I couldn't stay down there. So I had to drive an hour and 40 minutes there and back. And by the time I get back, get my stuff washed and get to bed, it's after 10 o'clock. And I got to get up at 3 a.m., 3.30 every morning to get out to be in the woods on time if I'm going to do a full day hunt. Now, get home Saturday night and I look at the weather. There is a wind advisory for Sunday morning. 45 mile an hour gusts for where I'm hunting and it's supposed to rain all day. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road because I literally laid down Saturday night. I was exhausted and I, and I literally had talked myself into staying in Sunday, Sunday morning. And I said, I, but I did set my alarms. I set my alarms. I said, I'll see, I said, I'll see how I feel when I, when I wake up, I set my alarm for 3am Sunday morning, set my alarm. I looked at the wind advisory. It was still those gusts were supposed to start at 9am. Um, supposed to be terrible winds, supposed to rain, start, the rain was supposed to start at all, it was going to rain all day. And when I, when I woke up and the wind was dead wrong. So what do you mean by that? It was, it it was actually blowing at my back, blowing, blowing at my back straight toward where the, where the, right into the woods, right into the woods. Yeah. So I just basically said in the stand I wanted to hunt that day in in the stand I wanted to hunt, which is the stand I had hunted um, first two. the first couple days. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just, I just basically willed myself out of bed, willed myself out of bed. I got, got up, got all my gear together and I just said, you know, I, I put too much work in. I, I'm going to go. And I got down there, everything went good. I got down there, got in, uh, ran my scrapes. And um, it wasn't, I wasn't in the blind five minutes. And the activity started. And the activity, it has been my experience when it's high winds, it has been my experience that there's the it it shuts them down. Now the mm-hmm. the wind hadn't started. The wind hadn't started yet. Um. But it's it's still dark, and there's already movement. I can see shadows, and it is the the woods are on fire. The woods are on fire. I mean, I'm seeing deer, and I can tell they're bucks. Crossing back and forth in front of my blind, and it's not even light yet. And it gets light. I see I see 
a four, I can't remember all the deer I saw. I saw a fork, I saw a button, I saw a spike, I saw a bunch of different deer, not no shooters. And then all of a sudden the wind picks up around nine o'clock and everything dies down. And I start, I'm like, oh, that was really exciting. It was, it was just like deer everywhere. And then all of a sudden everything shuts down. And we start getting closer and closer to um, 11 o'clock. And I just kind of start getting dejected. I'm getting sleepy. I'm getting like my energy's going down. And I'm just basically saying, okay, the wind's getting ready to pick up. And it's raining. It's, it'll rain for 20 minutes and then it'll stop. And it'll rain for 20 minutes and it'll stop. And uh, I literally said, okay, I, I've, I gave it the old college try. I'm done. I packed up all my gear and I, I just literally, I just like looked out the ground blind and I was like, as soon as I have a clearing, I'm just going to, you know, just get out of here. And for whatever reason, I sat back down. I just sat back down and I said, well, um, I mean, I'm here. All I'm going to do is go home. I mean, if I'm going to go to, if I'm just going to rest, I'm just going to, might as well just rest here. Maybe I should just stay until like, maybe try and stay till one. If I could stay till one, maybe I could stay till two. If I, maybe if I stay till two, maybe I could stay till evening time. And once I make it to evening, I might as well stay all day. So I literally had talked myself into staying a little bit longer. So I, so I sat back down, I got myself settled back into the chair and it wasn't five minutes later. Here comes this old buck. He walks right into my shooting lane and it was like, you gotta be kidding me (laughs) after this whole week. And I, he lined up perfect. And I shot him. The shot was perfect. Double lung. He did the kick and he was gone. And I just like sat back in my chair and I was like, there is no freaking way that just happened. (laughs) I mean, out of all the dumb luck, you mean, I mean, uh, the terrible weather, the missing days during the rut and so i i wanted to do what i always do is just go right after him but i you know i learned that mistake so i sat down and then i just i just sat and just thought about the week i just thought about wow man that's this is just like you know i've been i've been hoping i've been hoping that I'd have this opportunity. I saw a lot of deer this week. We put in, you and I both put in a lot of work and, um, and it happened. It didn't happen the way that I drew it up. Um, it not by any means, it didn't happen the way I drew it up, but, um, we, you know, we, we just kept plugging away until, until eventually we, we got an opportunity. And, and, um, so I was real confident about the shot. So I just, I just slid out of there. I went back to the car. I called you immediately. I was like, Hey man, I just shot one. And I think you were like, all right, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yep. and, uh, 
And I don't, I don't think you hunted that day because the weather was so bad, right? No, I didn't hunt that day. I, I can't remember why. I think that's probably what it was, is the weather, but yeah. I almost didn't. I, I came close. I mean, like, based on what I saw from, um, uh, what was it, the, the weather app that I looked at, the weather.com or whatever it was. Um, here, I can look at it right now. Um, the Weather Channel. The, the, what I saw from the Weather Channel app, it was a no-brainer. It just looked like a mess. It looked like a soup sandwich. Mm-hmm. And, but I, for whatever reason, I, I went down there. But anyway, so, um, so you were on your way, and I, so I still had my camp set up. So th- this was my last day. I had to go to work the next day. So I was like, okay, I knew. And that's, that's one of the reasons. You know what? Now that I think about it, that's one of the reasons why I hunted on Sunday. Because I knew I had to go down there anyways. I had a $400 tent out in the woods that I had to get out of the woods anyway. So I had to go down there anyway. So that was one of the reasons. I was like, I have to go down there anyway. So I might as well go down there and hunt, get a hunt in. Cause I I gotta get my tent. I'm not gonna leave my tent out in the woods for another week, with especially with 45 mile an hour wind gusts. Right. So, um, so while I'm waiting for you, I go and break my camp down, break my tent down, pack everything up, um, get everything out of my tent, put it, put everything in my pack, get back to the car. I call you, and you're you're quite a ways away. So. And you say, hey, you know, um, it's raining where I am, so you might want to think about maybe starting this blood trail because, um, you know, it's yeah, raining. It's headed pretty, your way. Yeah, it's headed your way. And just as you said that, I could hear the rain coming over, you know, when it comes over the, the trees. Yep. I could mm-hmm. hear it coming. And it was, and it, and, and it was, I, I didn't really, I, sh- I, sh- it wasn't a big deal because it was just like a flash, like what had been doing all. But um, I was like, okay, okay. I get, and I get rush you off the phone and I literally go into the woods now. Um, now, and I had given him plenty of time. It had been like 45, 50 minutes by, by this time. And with the shot that I put on him, I knew I'd put a good shot on. I get out there and I go in to the air, the, where I see him last go. And like my luck, I don't see a drop of blood. I do not see a drop of blood. And yep. then you get that sinking feeling. Yes. That and and it's like, are you kidding me? I know it was a good shot. And this is the deja vu all over again, same as last year. I don't see a drop of blood. And it's just like you see all these these blood trails on TV, and you know. It's nothing like on TV, mm-hmm. but I hadn't, I wasn't out there very long and I start, and I, I circle, I'm circling back to get back on the trail to get me back to, to come back to where the ground blind is. And I literally run right into him. He was like, I don't know what you say, 50 yards from the ground blind. Yeah. It wasn't far at all. Yeah. So, and the reason we end up when I, when I, um, when I field dressed him, he had all the blood was internal. He's with all the bleeding was mm-hmm. all internal bleeding. So I get out of there. I leave him. I wait for you and you get there and we, we, um, we do our pictures and uh, we'll put those up here soon. 
And I couldn't be happier, man. He's a 10-point oldest deer I've ever shot. Probably one of the smallest racked bucks I've ever shot. But he, he was it's almost like he was regressing. Yeah, he's it? like he was that old. He's he is like it's weird because I've shot some uh big bigger rack deer, but the thing that's weird, I think that eight pointer might have been bigger than him. But mm-hmm. but uh when I saw him, like when I saw his body and I saw his face, it was a no brainer. Because when you oh, see, yeah. yeah, when you see, it's it's weird. Now it's it, this is when you know you're getting good at aging deer, because <laughs> because um, especially when you get a good look at their body and their face, when you get a good look at their when you get a because that eight pointer had a nice rack on him, he had a nice rack on him, and it was it was wide a wide rack, and it was. It just wasn't massive. It was it was pretty tall. It was definitely wide. It was wider than his ears. It wasn't tall, or I mean, it was pretty tall. It wasn't mat. It didn't have a lot of mass. Mm-hmm. This buck was a ten is a ten pointer. Has had had more has more mass, but it's not very wide, not very tall. But just looking at his face, he's got that long nose he's got those big floppy ears gray gray face yep gray faces he's got that greasy um gray or reddish hair on top because they the older deer they get the they 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 get that oil secretion more during the rut Mm -hmm. and it and it went down his neck and his he had a big body we had that was a a heck of a drag coming out of the woods Mm mm-hmm um, he wasn't as big as that buck you shot a couple years ago, but he's 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 a nice sized deer, and I couldn't be prouder. I, I've ne- I've never been more proud of a deer because it has never been more proud of a deer. I was just just tickled. That was just like a yeah. it was just a good experience, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. it was just one of those things where, and it's one of those things for our listeners. I just want to say. Um, one of the reasons I, I I went that day is because, and this is going to sound so cheesy and corny, all week I had been, when I came home, I'd been watching a lot of David Goggins and that guy has, he, he, I don't know if, if, if any of our listeners ever get a chance to watch, um, Goggins story. Goggins is a um, a former Navy SEAL. He's now a motivational speaker and a and a fitness instructor. And but Goggins um, started out weighing three hundred pounds, and he's just at a low point in life and started exercising just to get in shape. And he ended up. He's just like one of those people that just he motivates you to just do better, be better every day and just not be lazy, not, not just go and do the things that you say you're going to do and motivate you to do the things that you go that you want to do and not just sit around. I, I promise you that morning I thought to myself, man, I've been watching all these Goggins videos motivating me and I'm going to lay here in bed, probably turn this, 
alarm off and go back to sleep and go get this tent. I got to drive down there anyways. I'm going to go get this tent in the afternoon when I could just go down there, hunt, even if I hunt for half a day. And I got to go down there anyways and get the tent. I might as well go and hunt. And, and then I could have left 10 minutes earlier and I wouldn't have seen that deer. I just happened to just hang in there just a little bit longer. And I know it's easy to say because I was in a blind because I had, I talked to a couple other people that hunted that day that left early because they were in a tree stand and they were like, I was getting blown out of my tree stand because they were up here in Columbus. And I guess the wind was a lot worse up here. And, but I did talk to other people who said the woods were on fire that day too. That's so weird because the weather was so bad. But there, mm-hmm. I, I talked to multiple other people that said that, that the, the deer were moving really good. Anyway, I know I'm all over the place. I just want to say that um, it doesn't always work picture perfect like we thought it was going to. We thought it was going to be bam, we're going to be in and out. It's going to be, uh, you know, we'll be half a, hunting half a day like last year. And then we'll be taking our pictures. And, man, that was a rough, hot week of hunting. And it was it tested you. It really t- it tested you not yeah. just physically but emotionally. And you're, like, sitting there like, man, what am I even doing out here? There ain't e- the deer ain't even moving. You know what? And that starts t- testing your mentality. But, but I'm going to tell you right now that the thing. Oh, and, and, and I, 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 I forgot to mention this. So that night I got there, the first night I got there, um, the, the, the woods were on fire. Not only was it on fire when I first shut my door and I hear them running all around, but they were running around my tent. Okay. There was that other, there was two other nights that I hunted dark to dark and didn't see much activity. As soon as I got both, (laughs) one night, one night, I get in my car. I didn't see much activity that day. I get in my car. I don't get out of my lane to get off the farm. And coming from the blind that I kill, that I killed out of a doe goes darting across the street, almost runs into my car and I stop. I, d- I didn't even move cause I knew what was chasing her and a buck chases her. And this is like maybe 15 minutes after dark chases her and is in hot pursuit of her right past my car. Now I drive off the lane, turn left onto the main road And the exact same thing happens with two other deer. Another doe is chased in front of my car, and another buck chases her. So they literally, it they they were doing exactly what we. Well, they were they they were these two were in the chase stage. They weren't in the seek stage. Now this was later on in the week, which they were supposed to be in the chase stage. This was on the. Wasn't the ninth, the tenth? It was. This was on the eleventh. This happened. On the twelfth, on the main road, I saw another buck chasing a doe. After dark, so that goes to show you that the activity was 
one hundred percent going on. It just had it just hadn't where I was hadn't turned on into daylight. Now I'm gonna tell you something. There was some type of pressure. I don't want to go into what type of pressure was going on on my property. I think I know what it was. I can't really go into it, but there are, we're going to go into some of the things that we are going to, some of the things we're going to do next year to remedy some of the issues that we had as far as like how we can avoid some of the pressure that we got. Um, I, I, it's, this is going to be, this is going to be hard for us to talk about if, if I don't actually go into what the actual pressure was, but I don't know who listens to this podcast. This is the only thing that's the, that's a problem about how I can't really talk mm-hmm. about what the pressure is. No, I got you. You don't yeah. have to say no more. <laughs> yeah. So I got you. Um, but there, there was, so, so, and, and so when I told this story about how things were different on my farm this year to a guy to today, he goes, well, what kind of pressure is new on your farm? And I, and I said, that's funny. you say that? And I didn't, and I didn't even have to tell you the story. There's some new things on my farm that we're going to have to work around next year. Very easy. It's going to be very easy to remedy it. I just didn't know that there were things that were different that I do know now that are going to be very easy to fix. I just need to, I just need to just come up with a game plan on how to fix it. And, and it's not going to be a problem. It's just, uh, it's not gonna be a problem, but anyway, so it, but let's just put this way on Sunday. It is not a coincidence that I killed that deer on Sunday, and it's not a coincidence that there was all this daylight activity on Sunday as opposed to um, when I hunted on the 9th, and there was no day, there was hardly any daylight activity, and I, and I don't really th- think it was all because of the weather. I just think there were some other things at play that I can't really go into, and that's a bummer that I can't really talk about it with the fans. But anyway, so... Uh, with that being said, we do ha- we have had we've been contacted by fans who have also. I like to call them groupies, but <laughs> same thing. I don't think I don't think they're going to appreciate that <laughs> at all. It's just for my own ego. <laughs> I, uh, we have been contacted by fans who have um, who have used rut functional method and have absolutely been successful we are going to uh we are going to have them on we're going to have them talk about their success um get in contact with us and let us know about uh your successes and and failures and and you might be on the show but um we wanted to at least come on and, and talk a little bit about what went right what went wrong we have a little bit more to talk about about um the actual setup the thing the the parts of the setup that were um that we did right and then there there are some tweaks moving forward and I, and i'm going to talk a little bit about one thing that stood out to me and this is a eberhart thing this is a tweak that i'm going to tell you right now that next year will 100% be a part 
of the our ambush strategy. All of my setups will have every every part of it will have um, security cover as the main theme because of this. I believe that all of this stuff was going on except the where a lot of my um, stands were located, they had to expose themselves too much to come out to where my setup was. Mm-hmm. And if I, if same with you, yep. if we had been b- b- just a little bit back more into the security cover, we would have seen a lot more action and uh, on a more regular basis. And I want to make it, make these deer feel comfortable. And, and, and I know that the weather, those two days uh, to 80 degrees, come on, they're going to, that's going to shut down any deer activity that, two, that mm-hmm. your first two days of your key days, 80 degrees. That's, 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 that's game over right there. I mean, that's dude. That's like that's like you wearing a puffy winter coat, and then going out and running wind sprints in your yard in eighty, 80 degree degrees. Weather. Yes, exactly. Nobody wants to do that crap, right. and it's the same with them. They got right. their winter coats on, and I mean, they're they're you know they're they're uh, using a lot of energy, man. They're working up a sweat. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it took it took them a couple days after that to get back into the swing. Mm-hmm. even during the day you know they were still doing it at night don't get me wrong it, it didn't stop them at night because they were in full swing at night so oh yeah 100 percent um i mean i got my cell camera out and i i knew that 100 percent, man i mean it, as soon as that sun went down boy i have i mean the big boys were coming out right um and and, and they were doing their thing but yeah i mean there are people that got it done. Like you say, we had a fan contact us, um, Tom Hack. I want to give a shout out to you, man. He texted me and said, hey, I just shot a nice buck. Um, thanks to Rudd Ambush. I don't know if we want to take credit for that, but, um, you know, it's not our method. But but we're glad that you got it done, and, and hopefully we can get you on to, to talk about that. And, and I do want to say, you know, so disclaimer, I haven't shot my buck yet. Um, I'm pretty confident I can get it done. And I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, uh, uh, when on my key day, I was, I was pretty, even after the first key day, I, I wasn't, you know, um, wasn't dejected yet. But then a couple of days after that, man, I was just like, you know, I lost a little bit of confidence, but I still, you know, I still felt that I could get it done. But, but when, when, and like you said, I didn't go out hunting on Sunday that you killed yours. But when you, when you called me, and you said, I just shot one. It wasn't a feeling of crap. Well, he got one and I didn't, or, you know, or me getting even more dejected that I haven't gotten it done yet. My first thing was hell yeah, brother. That's awesome. I'm on my way. You know, I, I dude, the whole way there. Like, I mean, I, I was pumped, man. Um, and before you told me you found him, I'm just like, you know, running it through my head. Like, you know, like how we're going to, you know, how excited I am to get in the woods and how we're going to track this thing. And, and, and then you told me you found him and I was, I was a little bit bummed that you found him before I got there because, 
I love the, I love doing that. I love going in the woods. I love tracking and and uh, but regardless, I'm still pumped that you got your deer and um, you know and just and, and taking those pictures, man, and just everything that I know that you and I have been through, as, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been through. Um, I, dude, I, I was I was thrilled as as like I like I'm the one that got it done and you know and like i told you i mean it's you know you shot it but i feel like it's our our success because because you know i'm always i'm down there helping you you're helping me and and when we when we get it done i i feel like it's our success together and and i'm sure our some of our listeners can you know relate to that absolutely and and, uh but it but you know what that's what this sport's about too i mean it's about coming together like that and just being excited for other people and then be, and you know, those people being excited for you when you get it done and, and not jealousy and resentment. And, and because I know some of that, sometimes that goes on in this sport mm-hmm. or keeping up with the Joneses type thing where this person has the best equipment or this person got this buck. Now I got to get this buck and, you know, let's, be happy for each other's success and everybody hunt their own hunt and um i just think it's important to keep focus absolutely um, with those type of things and then once you got down there we we got my buck all taken care of we got him to the butcher that's the first thing we 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 shifted gears and then we went and set you up on a spot that i have never hunted ever and potentially probably the best location to hunt on my property period. Mm-hmm. And that, that spot is now ready to go to, for you to basically hunt at your discretion prior to gun season. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's my opinion now. Okay. This is, this is, um, now this is important. Today's November nineteenth. Okay, so you got that bell curve. We talked about the the small amount of does come start coming in the heat toward the end of October, start the beginning of November. Small amount of does come in uh, that first week of November. Um, more and more start coming in, and then toward the uh, where where and when I say coming in, I'm talking about standing estrus where the doe will actually stand and let a buck breed her and we know that the the um november 15th around that time frame is probably around the that's where the the bulk 14 15 16 is what's when the bulk of them are coming in now we're November nineteenth right now, so now we're on the back side of that slope. There's still does coming in, but we're we're on the back side of it now. This is the thing you got to remember: the the mature bucks are the the older ones. They're doing the bulk of the breeding. The young guys, the one and a half year olds, the two and a half year olds, and even the three and a half year olds. They're not really built for the long haul. They're not. They're not really. They don't really have the endurance to get to be breeding four, five, and six does 
But the mature bucks, those five and a half year olds, the six and a half year olds, the ones that are at their the peak of their sexual maturity, those are the ones that are getting the job done. Those are the ones that are they're really out there. You know, they're get they're they're doing the bulk of the breeding. They're partying. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're going from one doe. And as soon as they're done, as she's in standing estrus between 24 and 48 hours, as soon as he's he dumps her, he's off to the next one and off to the next one. It's marathon for these guys. Now, we know that they're losing about 20 to 30% of their body weight during this time. There's 30 to 45 days of just marathon breeding. But it's not over, folks. We got... We're toward the tail end of this, and what are we doing now? A lot of these does have been bred. A lot of them now can, they're not hiding from the bucks anymore. So they're back on, they're going to be back on the food. But some of these bucks are still going to be sitting checking food sources. Mm-hmm. Still, especially these mature bucks, they're still going to be around these food sources trying to catch these last does coming in the heat. So it is not over yet. These la- you know, these last few days of the rut, it's still on. It's still the activity still going on and we cannot discount um these last few days. Um because there's still does coming in and the rut is not over. So, um, but I don't know when this is gonna when you're gonna be able to get this out. But just remember, and you also got to remember that these bucks are gonna have to eventually feed up. They're gonna actually have to get some food. They've right. been they have been days and days. Um, on a low calorie, high energy exertion regimen, and they can only go so long on that type of uh, program where they're eventually going to have to get back on the food. Yeah, and I was going to say that. That's a good point because um, this is a great time of the year to hunt food sources right after right after the bulk of the breeding, the bulk of the rut is over when we still have does that are that haven't been bred the bulk of them have and the bucks need to replenish their energy get on those food sources and get if you can get somewhere um between bedding and uh and food sources near security cover yep um there's a good chance that you're gonna catch a big boy cruising for sure and i'm gonna tell you you made the best point security cover security cover security cover Yep. I at the 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 longer I hunt, the more I am sold that that is the ticket. Get well, and that's back. why a lot of our our setups are, are going to change next year. A hundred percent. Get back. Change more towards security cover than than what we have now. Yeah. Get back in that thick stuff, and mm-hmm. because you know they're now they're now once once they bred that first doe or two like jerry said he is he said this years ago the edge is off 
and they're not willing to take those chances that they were willing to take earlier on in the rut. And they're going to be a little more cautious. So that secure, staying tight to that security cover is at a higher premium. So, so keep that security cover in mind. Being back in that, being back in that security cover is at a higher premium. So yep. we wanted to check in. We're, we hadn't gone anywhere. We 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 hadn't been, we hadn't podcasting a little bit because we were we were out in the woods and yep. and resting in between. But yep. um, well, and be honest with you. So I don't know when this will post. Um, it may be. It, it all depends on how my next hunt goes. Yeah. Um, but so maybe sometime, hopefully towards the beginning of next week. Um because i got work and and hunting to do so um as soon as we can get this out 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 to him but um i do want to apologize to one of the listeners he actually texted me a day or two before the key days he's like hey uh you think this weather is talking about the warm weather coming in is gonna gonna affect the key days at all and i said man it doesn't it doesn't matter whether it's 90 degrees i mean they're, they're gonna be out moving well i, I was 100 percent uh, wrong at least at my spot and at your spot for that um you know I, we that being said we do have listeners that got it done on, on those hot days but the reason why i said that is because i've i've never experienced key days i i, I, I think very few of us have experienced not in the uh, 80s rut, yeah rut not, this warm i mean this is um, these are record highs on november 10th Right. You know, I mean, we can deal with, like I said, 60 degree days, right. um, you know, mid sixties. And I do believe that they would still, it, it, you know, the action would still be oh, yeah. good during that weather. But yeah, man, I, I just, you know, I, I know on my first key day, I had three, first thing, first light, first shooting light, I had three does come through and then I had a uh, smaller buck chase them through the woods and which told me it was on and then as that day heated up man it just it was a ghost town and and yeah so it, it was it was rough dude it was rough i was pretty dejected but um there's still good i there's still good opportunities to to kill mature bucks uh coming up here um we just got to focus on some different things mm-hmm. focus on food and security cover and um and, and then just know what their habits are during these different times of the year. And, and, uh, you know, that's why hopefully we can get this out to you guys soon because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are still out grinding and, yep. and, um, uh, trying to get it done as myself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this, this next week is, is an important week. So, I mean, don't sleep on this next week. There's still does, those last, those, those big boys. Just keep in mind, the the as the the re, remember what this is the resource is the sex now okay so the resource are the does and the fewer the does that come in the bigger the bucks because those are the bucks that are going to get those does so those are the bucks that are going to make themselves show themselves so there are some major opportunities still coming up here in the next few days, depending on when you get this out, 
to capitalize on, like I said, this is November 19th, to capitalize on these last few does that are coming in in November. So um, don't sleep on that. Yeah. And then also there's a transition time where those bucks are also the, the bucks that are, have worn themselves down are going to transition in, onto the food sources. So still be out in the woods. They're in the woods, so we still got to be in the woods. And being close to that security cover is, is the key. So. Absolutely. All right, man. You got anything else? That's it. All right, cool. Well, um, I want to say again, thank you to our listeners. Our numbers have just continued to grow, even though it's probably, was it two or three weeks, probably three weeks or more, even that we've, since we put out an episode. And, our, and even it, even now, we're not putting out anything new. We're still getting great numbers and, and our, our listener base continues to grow. So I, I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for the people that have contacted us. Um, you know, ask questions. Get, go to our website. We got a contact page. Send us an email. Um, and we will get back to you. Please, you know, ask questions. Um, and we are on social media, um, the Instagram. What else are we on? The Twitters. <laughs> and I will, here soon, I'm going to put up pictures of your buck, Tommy, on there. So I've right. uh, got some pretty good pictures. So if you want to see that, um, go subscribe to our socials. And uh, yeah, other than that, I think we're good. All right, man. All right. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Rut Ambush Podcast with Chad Cottle and Tommy Engram. 